What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Elwin, and we've got a good show today because we're highlighting Allison Miner. Allison is an assistant athletic trainer and physical therapist with the Chargers, and remarkably, she's one of only seven female athletic trainers in the NFL. So as an AT, for short, Allison is making her mark in a male-dominated environment while helping players return to form from their lowest points. We'll talk to her about her career, her inspirations, and what she feels the future has in store for female athletic trainers in the league. So now let's welcome in Allison Miner, presented by Mercury Insurance. All right, let's welcome in Allison Miner. Allison, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I said at the top, you are one of only seven female athletic trainers in the league. So when you hear that and kind of put that into perspective, how does that make you feel? Well, it's exciting because uh, when I first got in, there was only three of us. Yeah. So I think it's exciting and I think, you know, we'll just continue to grow and grow and it won't really be uh, that big of a deal anymore. Mm-hmm. You had told me last year, I'm living my dream. You hear the players say they're living theirs, but I'm living mine. You still feel that way five years into this in the league? I do. Yeah, I do. I still enjoy it as much as I did the first, maybe even more. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm understanding uh, the NFL more as each year progresses. Mm -hmm. Is that in terms of the game, in terms of, I'm sure even your player relationships have strengthened as well? Yeah. I mean, I think when you come from college um, and you, you know, it's football, Mm -hmm. right? But it really is kind of a different game. Yeah. And so I think I understand the game more, the business of the NFL Mm -hmm. more. And, and yeah, you do, you do grow um, because there are some guys that are still here from, Five years ago, which is really cool. So those relationships have grown quite quite a lot. Your job is to really help athletes get back to form. How rewarding, ultimately, of a career is that? The most rewarding. Yeah, yeah the most rewarding because you see um, I'm dealing with elite athletes, right, every day. And you see them at their, at their best mm-hmm. when they score or they block somebody or, or, or whatever their job is. And then I see them also at their very, very worst. Yeah. And so to see them at their very worst and get them back to what they love to do and and ultimately what their job is to do is a great thing. So take us a little bit behind the curtain and just kind of give us an overview of what a week in season is like for you. We'll start with Mondays, I guess, uh, are are like a kind of an injury uh, clinic day. Mm -hmm. So it's after the game. Um, The players, you know, we will probably get there around 6.30 or 7 in the morning, but Players don't have to get there until about nine o'clock for you know basically injury uh, check, and uh, but we'll we'll uh, we'll be there early, and if guys want to come in early and mm-hmm. start the rehab or just start getting um, uh, tre- treated and looked at, the, we'll start there, and then uh, we kind of go through the day. The players have some activities that they they're doing and meetings, um, and then we'll be there after their meetings. So their meetings usually end around five o'clock, and so we'll be there after that and. And uh, take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. And then um, Tuesdays is, is um, a little bit of a lighter day. It's a player day off. Mm-hmm. But it um, will be in again, you know, somewhere around 630 in the morning and, and uh, start treating players, you know, shortly after that. Uh, we try to get them in and out as, as quickly as we can yeah. um, in terms of. Uh, trying to have give them an actual day off the injured athletes obviously if you're not injured you don't need to come in totally uh, Wednesday is probably you know your longest day you're, you're probably in you know at five o'clock in the morning 
So if you're working out, you're in at 3.30 in the morning. And so um, on those days, you know, you, it's, it's an early day. You know, you, you you get up, you work out, and then you, you get to your desk by around 5 o'clock and um, start treatment because the thing is our treatments start at 6 a.m. Yeah. And so some players, though, like to lift around 6 a.m. or they mm-hmm. like to lift. They have a routine. So if you have an injured player that's routine is to come in at 6 you need to be there at five for yeah. him to 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 fulfill what he needs to fulfill in his day, and so um, yeah, and we probably leave, you know, six thirty-seven somewhere around there mm-hmm. on those days. So you know, th- those are longer days. Obviously, Fridays, you know, we if we're traveling, you know, we get we leave out early. Yeah, yep. we leave early, and and um, Saturdays, same thing, you know, traveling and and stuff. Saturdays is a lighter day, and obviously. Um, Sundays is a long day, you know, yeah. Sundays are, you're there, you know, crack of dawn till, till whenever, whenever you're, you're done. What's it like the whole training department taking it on the road? Is it different when you're sort of out of your element in your own facility or anything like that when you're doing stuff out of a hotel at all? Yeah. I mean, I think we've got it down, um, um, pretty well, you know, we, we have all these different trunks and, and things that, that we travel with. So we pretty much bring um, a training room on the road every mm-hmm. every time we travel. So, yes, is it different? Yes, it's a hotel. Yeah. You know, it's a hotel <laughs> ballroom that you're working out of. But I think we can still get a lot done yeah. that we need to. And by that point, um, you're not doing um, tons and tons of rehab and things. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody needs that much, they're probably not going to play on Sunday. Totally. So uh, by that point, um, we have all we need. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into the history of the female athletic trainers in the league, because I think to appreciate your position, there's really a limited history that came before you. But I know two of the women you and I had briefly talked last year who broke barriers were Sue Hillman and Enrico Iso. But how did they influence you? Well, I think, again, until... I saw them specifically to Arico because, you know, she was more publicized than, than mm-hmm. Sue was, I would say. And, you know, you have these dreams, but you don't see anybody who looks like you doing what you're trying to do. So when Arico got the job, I thought, oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to do that. Okay. She's there. That's That's what I've been wanting to do, but... Again, you don't see anybody doing it yeah. that looks like you, that's like you. But So once she got it, it was like, okay, I'm going for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to strive for it. Because you get a little discouraged, I would say, when, yeah. you, when you don't see somebody or you just think, uh, it's just I'm not going to be able to break in type of thing. Well, it's a male-dominated environment. Absolutely, absolutely. So that right there was big. When I, when I saw she was there... That gave me a lot of hope and, and encouragement to just kind of keep pursuing the goal that I had had set. Were you always into sports? You know, I was, but really, I was actually in theater. I okay, was, I was a, a little I was, more of I an artsy musical kind theater of girl, yeah. and dance. And I did the dance thing too. Yeah. I get it. So I mean, I was in theater for quite a long time, and I was pursuing that for quite a long time. Okay. Um, I always liked sports, though. I was always an, an athletic girl. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was an athlete necessarily. I mean, I played <laughs> sports in high school, sure. but not, but like drama kind of took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're at the same period, sixth period or whatever it was in high <laughs> yeah. school. So I had to pick. So I picked, I picked the theater, but um, I've always, I've always liked sports. So give us a little bit of kind of just a Reader's Digest version of your experience, your schooling, your physical therapist also prior to coming to the Chargers? I went to San Diego State University, mm-hmm. uh, graduated with um, a kinesiology degree in athletic training, 
And then um, I did. I went to physical therapy school after that. You know, uh, University of Puget Sound up in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So a Southern California girl up there. Traveling was, up it north. It was rough. Getting it was a raincoat. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, they don't use umbrellas up there. It's just raincoats, <laughs> They man. just, they know. They yeah, deal with it. I had an umbrella at first. It, yeah. yeah. it doesn't work out. <laughs> um, and then I worked at San Diego State um, with their football team for mm-hmm. 10 years. And so I think that was a really good training ground for me um, to prepare me for what I'm doing now. What was it like working in the college game? Oh, you know what? It was great. You know, you see these these young men out there just putting it all out on the line, yeah. you know, and uh, and they're not getting paid you yeah. know, to do it. So they're they're really they're just out there for the love of the game, just doing it. I think there was a lot more um, policing that you had to do mm-hmm. uh, because they're just young, young kids, kids coming right out of high school. Totally. So you had to kind of uh, mother them, if you will, yeah. a little bit more than you, you do here. We'll get back to our convo with Allison in a few, but we wanted to remind you that you won't miss a minute of the action with the official Los Angeles Chargers mobile app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. Chargers fans, we know you love the Bolts, but you probably also love saving money too. And Mercury Insurance can help with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch and it could save you a lot of money. So don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com and go Chargers. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance rate comparison profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. Now let's get back to the interview with Allison Miner presented by Mercury Insurance. So in 2015... You basically got the opportunity of a lifetime because the NFL had mandated that every team in the league have a physical therapist, and you got the call to join the Chargers staff. What was that like? What do you remember? Yeah, I remember uh, one of my mentors, uh, Carolyn Peters, she called me and said there might be an opportunity, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that might arise soon. You know, I didn't have a lot of details, really. Kind of vague. Yeah, with with the Chargers. And that was like my stomach. I mean, my heart just dropped into yeah. my stomach like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> because, because not only do you want to be in the NFL, right, but I wanted to work for the Chargers. Yeah. That was the team I wanted to work mm-hmm. for. I grew up in San Diego. Sure. So I was a Chargers fan. And so that is something that, you know, was really something that I wanted to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I got that, you know, I got, her, she, she kind of gave me a little bit of info. And so, um, obviously, I started getting my resume together and just getting getting everything together, mm-hmm. you know, in hopes that what she kind of threw out there was going to happen. And then, um, so, I don't know if it was soon after, but after that, um, then I got a, a call from James Collins, mm-hmm. uh, who was the head athletic trainer at the time. And, um, and then the, the ball started rolling from there. I remember James had told me, he had met you a while back. Yeah, because James also is a San Diego State alum, mm-hmm. alumni. And so he's like, uh, especially in athletic training, you know, he was kind of one of the more famous, if you will, yes, um, people uh-huh. uh, that, that are alumni. So I, of course, knew him. Mm-hmm. And then I just always, anytime we had events or we have a nat- National Athletic Trainers Convention every year and things like that, anytime I saw him, I made sure that, 
I would always introduce myself and by the, you know, how many ever times he finally was like, I know you, (laughs) you don't have to keep introducing (laughs) yourself. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so I've known, known him through the years, but, um, you know, didn't have like, um, a lot of contact. with Mm -hmm. I remember he had told me that it really wasn't a gender thing that you were ultimately just the most qualified person to take the job. But ultimately, the Chargers were one of those teams that was on the forefront of bringing women into the organization in positions like yourself. So when you kind of hear that, though, I mean, how special is it to be part of something like that? Oh, it's so special because they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, really, there's there's um, I don't know. I don't know if it's an inherent risk or or whatever, but but whatever the stigma is or was. It's there. Yeah. And they said they they uh, they listened to James and, and 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 they said, OK, let's you know, let's give it a go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take a chance. I mean, I talked to Tom Telesco and, um, you know, he was great to me when I, yeah. when I talked to him and, and everything that kind of in the interview process. And so I'm grateful to him as well. And and and, you know, the coaches and, and, and everybody else that was like, yeah, yeah OK, mm-hmm. let's do this. You know, and, and and really, I don't think we've looked back since. I, it's been great. Yeah. Is there any added pressure being a woman in this position? Sure, because you don't want to mess anything up. Yeah. There's only seven of us for right. that out loud. <laughs> you know, so you don't want your misstep to be, you know, three or four other women, you know, oh, remember what happened with this? Or, yeah. you know, you just don't want anything, uh, anything to go wrong, so... I think there's pressure and, and you get, I get a lot of emails and our Facebook messages yeah. and from people, young ladies that I don't know, but I try to talk to all of them mm-hmm. and, and give them the best advice that I can when they ask me. How important is it to give back like that? Very important. Very important because I think, you know, I, I actually talked to Arico a little bit mm-hmm. too, you know, and, and so, and she, she emailed me back. She always, yeah. she always did that. And, and so I try to do the same, you know, I mean, no matter how busy you get, this is somebody and, and, and you don't have to, you know, write a three page letter to them. <laughs> totally. Right. But, um, sometimes I even say, Hey, you know what, give me your number. I'll give you a call. Yeah. Or why don't you give me a call? You know, it might be easier mm-hmm. than explaining this over the, or, you know, they, sometimes they have different questions and totally. stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think it's important. I think it's always important to give, give back to people, um, you know, because people gave to me and yeah. people mentored me. And I think mentorship is very, very important. Well, and in today's day and age, too, it's so much easier to get in touch with people as well. Yes. That even things like, like you said, Facebook, it's not even you going up to James at a conference anymore. It's digital now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So from coworkers to players, how receptive have they been to your position? But also, I know this team has other female interns, too. You know, I think when I first, my first year in, and I think this this probably would have happened with a male too. You know, they were a little uh, hesitant or mm-hmm. reluctant. I just kind of waited it out, and I just kind of, you know, would try to pluck one guy, and and then once they were like, okay, she's cool, she knows yeah, what she's, she's doing, got it. Then maybe I'd get another one, and then you know, and and I think you just have to build rapport with yeah. people. So, like I said, I think it probably could have happened with a guy just as easy Mm -hmm. you know but you're new right exactly basically that's what it was I think you know you're new and you know I don't know you I'm not going to trust you with my body yeah you know what I mean this is my this is my craft basically what what you know their bodies so yeah it didn't I mean it didn't take very long but but initially you know it was it was uh 
a little bit of a struggle, I mm-hmm. guess, for me, because I came from a place at San Diego State where I was, was in charge of a lot of things. Yeah. And I knew everybody and everybody knew me and I knew everything about everything. Yeah. Right. And so I came to a place where I knew nothing. Starting I over. I didn't know where the tape was located. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? You're yeah. basically st- completely starting over. So um, initially, you know, there was some growing pains for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I think, I think um, players here treat me the same as mm-hmm. they, they, um, they treat my coworkers. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, this is what I need. Whatever, 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 yep. you know? And that's, that, that's great. Cause I, I enjoy that. I mean, obviously you can enjoy a bit of chivalry and things like that. <laughs> you can. Sure. And I do. And yeah. I appreciate that. But I also appreciate them just treating me like a person who, mm-hmm. who has a job to do. I, I appreciate that as well. Well, and then lastly, to kind of tag off of that, I mean, you opened it up by saying you hope eventually the numbers don't matter. But ultimately, where do you see female athletic trainers trending in the league? Oh, up. Yeah. Up for sure. I think I think in in in, in all areas, not just athletic training. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's my forte. But um, yeah, I think in all areas, there's, there's more and more and more women. And, and I think... Uh, there's so so much strength in diversity. Yeah. You know, so um, a diverse workplace is, I think, going to, to just build, you know, so much. And I think, I think our, you know, our, our athletic training room is very diverse. And I think that's one of the, one of the reasons we're so strong. It's great. Is because we're so diverse. Yeah. Awesome, Allison. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Playmakers. Many thanks to Allison Miner for sharing her story and for her insight. One final reminder to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team, including in-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.